to us. Key. Camp for the amazing week, for the wonderful speakers that we had every night. The men that are coming up in our church are just amazing, and I feel like our church is in great hand coming up for future generations and that it's growing and that even though we may be getting older, we do have the young ones coming up to keep the church raised up. And I also want to praise God for the fact that although I did have quite a few big large limbs and I've earned the nickname Chainsaw Sally for my husband, <laughs> uh, there wasn't any severe damage to um, any structures that weren't already damaged. So we're still working on it. It's going to be a couple more days, but we got to wrangle one out of the tree and onto the ground before we can even start cutting on it. So. Big one, huh? <laughs> yeah, that big giant tree that's next to our carport. So, but God bless us. He's helping. I asked, you know, help me find a way to trim my trees, and he brought one. <laughs> <laughs> they trimmed them for you. Okay. Well, first last night as well. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who else? Other praises. Lisa. Um, I'm so grateful to the Lord for the good week that we had at family camp and um, speakers were really interesting to hear three different guys that I haven't heard speak before. That was interesting and I would like to praise the Lord for younger people who are willing to learn and take over. This is our 10th year to have gone to Leisure Resort, which means that Vicki well, Vicki wasn't here 10 years ago, but Clarissa's been doing the food for 10 years, and she's a little ready to retire. So it's nice to see younger couples coming in and taking over a lot of those duties because it's a, it's a big deal to be in there at 5 every morning getting breakfast ready for 50 people. Yeah. It's a, it matters. <laughs> and I know she's grateful. Yeah, we got some hard workers. You reckon she'll get a golden apron to go with her new body when she gets to heaven? Part of the reward? Maybe a pin. Maybe a pin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who else? Megan, go ahead. Praise God because Lincoln had to go do a video EEG three days after I got home from giving birth from the little one. And everything came back normal. So awesome. thankfully, praise Jesus, that it was just febrile seizures and nothing more to worry about. Cool. Congratulations, by the way, if I didn't get a chance to tell you. <laughs> Who else? Lisa? I want to praise the Lord for my team at work. It started out rough. I determined two people and the three, well, four people that I had. Why didn't you just let them go? <laughs> I did. <laughs> but anyway, the people that I had, I had to move on from one location to the next, and then the Including me, four of us, we got through half of the elementary side. We're almost done with it with four people. And last year it took us longer with six people. So we're coming together and getting it done. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, after watching what happened to those first two, I wouldn't be giving you any problems if you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who else? Bob. I want to. Thank God before time. I'm in great anticipation to hear about the camp and all the activities that went on and all the fellowship. I did not go. That's my shame. Don't hold me. Okay. Other than that, I, I'm, I'm blessed beyond belief. I got up out of bed. I found the floor, and I hit that door running. I was ready for church. So I'm more than grateful. Amen. Amen.
Well, I uh, I got to praise the Lord because I I did man up a little bit and tubed the river. Sneaking in again. Wow. And I didn't die. Okay. My sister asked me a few weeks back for a car because she's the one that ultimately gave me my shop. And so after a lot of prayer and, and work, I've not got it ready for giving. Cool. And I was really concerned that she wouldn't like it. Called her last night, sent her some pictures. She's elated. She's all happy. She loves it. Awesome. So I thank the Lord for that. Praise the Lord for that. Cool. And praise the Lord that I got a kid to teach. Amen. All right. Okay. Starting to run. You don't sound sorry. I'll see you behind the school. Yes. I just want to praise the Lord that Glenda's home and she's doing much better, and um, she's just an awesome person that's been a really big influence in my life. She's always. You know, Bob and I were talking about it on the way home. He said, you know, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if she was there because once Glenda makes up her mind to do something, there's nothing that can stop her. <laughs> Cancer or car wrecks or anything else that's ever been thrown in her way, she seemed to manage to keep praising the Lord through it, and he provides for her, and she gets around it, over it, under it, or through it. Lisa. Um, last night I took... Um, chicken from camp and potato salad and things like that over there for the family and so every night for at least the next week we're going to take dinner for eight over to her house so one night Paul and his family will be there one night Frankie and his family they'll be there every night but um, but uh, if anyone would like to prepare a dinner to take over there between 6 and 6.30 on any given day, except Thursday, because we are doing ladies' home team there, um, please get in touch with me so we can work it out. We have food. Oh, some of that went there. Okay, I went over there yesterday. Daylight, not a short clear, so. Got it. We did have a few leftovers from All camp. Right. Now that I've got at least two of you here. Does anybody know what happened to that big pot of ranch beans that we had left over? They're in the freezer. We have a whole thing of them frozen. Yeah. They, they kind of went a little bit. sour, so we threw what was left of those. Oh, wait, no, Jeannie took those home. Oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't much left of that, but we have a whole big pan of them frozen. Okay. okay. Right. Are there any other freezer? Yes, in the freezer back there. Well, I like I see it went up. Uh, see what we had. I was anyway. You were we were talking about what to do, and I and I knew that we had those yeah, leftovers. Yeah, so. chicken and chili, all that. We yeah. Meals. Okay. Well, I'll let y'all worry about that. I just it just clicked, so I brought it up. All right. You, anybody else have a praise? Francis. Well, I just want to thank God for helping align all my new medical doctors I got new insurance and so I've had to switch a lot I've had to learn that I can't just jump into my doctor's lap anymore and uh, so he he's helped me all week trying to get appointments scheduled you know because I do have you know medical needs that need to be attended to so but I also want to thank him because you know I took a pretty bad fall a couple Sundays ago and didn't hurt my back 
and mm -hmm. that was a miracle. Yeah. And just tripped on the sidewalk and went down pretty hard. And so he's definitely watching and helping me out, make making yeah. these changes in my life. So. Clarissa. I want to praise God for the youth group that we formed. <laughs> we thought, I thought when we went to camp, it was just Alexis was going to be the only, you know, girl in the youth group, and all of a sudden, we got all these teens, and they're excited about coming back, and uh, want to come to church here now, and they had a great time, and it Amen. seemed like the youth really bonded this time, and it was good to see. Amen. Really good to see. Amen. And there's Matthew and Megan back there for the first time in Sunday school. Wow. I got, got Josh's first time in Sunday school, this class, anyway. Go ahead, Josh. What's your praise? I want to praise the Lord that I'm here today, this morning, and that everyone drove safely there and back to camp. Amen. Yeah. That was good. Go ahead, Mike. God got us on Dave Ramsey. We actually signed up for the classes and are going through the curriculum. Yeah. I started it like halfway. I know I do everything halfway before I get, <laughs> before I like surrender to the process. That's just how I kind of start things very slowly. But I can see like credit cards get paid off, and I wanted to get on the actual budget. And Amanda's like totally bought in with it, which is yeah fabulous. Cool. So. Yeah, we took that twice. Yep, we took it several times. Awesome. That's cool. Uh, there's one other praise. Sometime last night, uh, we spent a lot of time on FaceTime with with my latest, newest grandson, Micah. And he's seven weeks. Looks like he's seven months. Real sweet, real sweet nature, not, not fussy, just, you know. Just a good boy. Yeah, and there. Anyway, that was cool. I think there's, unless something changed, I think they're coming here. I think they're going to be here today, so we'll see. It could happen. Anyway, we are in John chapter 1, if there are no more praises. And if there is another praise, you can interrupt me for that, always. John chapter 1. We, uh, we've been talking about uh, the new birth. And hopefully be able to understand it better. Yes, Bob. I apologize. You said I could interrupt you. Um, I did. What I, what I didn't what I didn't mention. I'm gonna make this as brief as possible. Um, my daughter called me Saturday, and she said that uh, she had already been bumped up, gone through her reconstructive. Uh, uh, procedure for for her uh, operation, and um, she's doing well, and uh, she's in recovery now. So, but every time, I mean, man, she just leaps and bounds. Cool, that's good. How old is she? Uh, <laughs> she's about uh, forty-two now. <laughs> 
Okay, just a kid. Yeah, she's still a baby. Just a baby, yeah. I want to go ahead and just read from verse 1, and then we'll get down to where we're going to start studying today. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. And people always ask, well, was this John the Apostle? Was this John the Baptist? This is John the Baptist. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that through uh, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born, not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This, is, this was he of whom I spake, he that cometh after me is preferred before me, and he was, for he was before me. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given unto Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man hath seen God at any time, but the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. Now, in verse 19, we start a new paragraph. This new paragraph is, it goes down through about verse 34. Uh, actually, there's another paragraph in verse 29, but uh, the subject stays the same through verse 34. And this is all about who is John the Baptist. He was called a lot of things. He was called the baptizer. He was called the Dipper. The historian Josephus, who lived contemporary to this particular time frame, to Christ and John the Baptist, he referred to him as, as it's translated into English, the Dipper, the one who would dip you and raise you back up. So here's what we learn about the ministry of John the Baptist. Verse 19, and this is the record of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who art thou? Who are you? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, what then? Art thou Elias? And he saith, I am not. Art thou that prophet? And he answered, no. 
Then they said unto them, to him, Who art thou? That we may give an answer to them that sent us, What sayest thou of thyself? We'll stop there for a minute and just go back here. And John said, they asked who you are, and he told them who he's not. And he is that. Sounds like Contradiction. somebody else he's going to tell them about. Yeah. I'm not the Christ. And they asked him, because that's what they were thinking. Is this the Christ? They were expecting the Christ. And when he told them that I'm not the Christ, the next thing they asked him was, are you Elias? Why'd they ask him that? Because Elijah never died. Elias not only never died, uh, he is prophesied to return before the Messiah. And isn't John the Baptist Elijah? John said, they said, are you Elias or Elijah? Same, same person, different, two different spellings. And he saith, I am not. Now that's a little, that's, that's a, that's a little hard to understand. Why, why is that hard to understand? Because he is and he's saying he's not. Because he is. And Jesus tells us later that John is the fulfillment of the return of Elijah. Uh, it's a... You almost have to be God to understand this because uh, anyway John anyway he told them I am not I th it seems to me like what he's telling he says art thou that prophet well that prophet who's that talking about are they asking him if he's Jesus well they're asking when they're talking about that prophet that the Messiah is that prophet. And uh, I assume that's what they're asking him. And he said, no. I like the way he said that. He didn't give them any explanation. They said, are you that prophet? He said, no. It's just something about this guy I like. I'm not sure what it is, but... I like the way he answers his questions. Yes, yes, and your no, be no, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's just not wanting the attention on him. He's like, well, that's certain. Yeah, he is not wanting the attention on him. As a matter of fact, later he says, "I must decrease, and he must increase." The attention, the focus, needs to be shifted over to Jesus, where it belongs. I'm just the messenger preparing the way. And so he gets through, the, through these questions here, and they say, well, well, who are you then that we may give an answer to them that sent us? What sayest thou of thyself? And here's where we start back up, verse 23. And he said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. And, of course, there's a comma, and here's what the cry is. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. And they which were sent were of the Pharisees. And they asked him and said unto him, and by the way, what does that, verse 24, what does that tell you? Now you've read your Bible, right? Mm -hmm. Time or two, maybe. 
What's that tell you? When he reminds us, John tells us that these were the Pharisees that were coming to ask these questions. They interested because they wanted to know who this person was and what he had to say. And they wanted to trip him up. They wanted to see what their threat level was. Yeah, that's exactly right. They wanted to see if their paychecks were going to be threatened by this guy. And were they? Yes. Oh, yes, they were. And they asked him and said unto him, Why baptizest thou then, if thou be not that Christ, nor Elias, neither that prophet? John answered them, saying, I baptize with water. But there stands one among you whom you know not. He it is who coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoe latcheth I am not worthy to unloose. I'm not worthy to bend down and tie his sandals. That was the end of John's explanation as to who he was. That's all he had to say to this bunch. Now he would say things to them later when some of them showed up at the baptism as it was going on. What did he say to these guys later? Anybody remember? Yeah, you generation of snakes. Why are you here? He was almost as blunt with them as Jesus was going to be later. Pretty close. He's prepping them. <laughs> yeah. Now, verse 29 does start a new paragraph here. It changes the subject, but it's still telling us about John. Then the next day, and there are some of these things that are happening on a really fast timetable. Now we're not used to a fast timetable. We've been waiting for we've been waiting for Jesus to split the sky and show up on a white horse ever since we've been saved. Any day could be the day. And it can. It could. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him. And that had to be a... Had John ever met Jesus before? Yes. 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 Uh, yes. I think they played together as children. <laughs> Lisa? Hey, uh, John's mother, Elizabeth, and the mother of Jesus, Mary, were cousins. Yep. And um, Mary, when she was... Um, I don't know. One of them was six months pregnant, so maybe it was Elizabeth. Um, when she went to visit her cousin, it said that that the baby left in um, Elizabeth's womb. Like John was excited because Jesus was there. Yeah, so yeah. Cool. he was in the present. It's very cool. Worth reading. Okay. So acknowledgement, at least at first, that they, their moms were cousins, so they probably did. They were both in the wilderness. Doesn't say that they were together. Doesn't say that they spoke. Doesn't say they knew each other. But uh, whether they met as adults and spent time together, I'm not sure. But I know that John knew who Jesus was. And I know that Jesus knew exactly who John was. So the next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him. And said, hey, who's that? 
No, that's not in there, is it? He knew who he was. He recognized him immediately. So the next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. This verse 29 is, is a special verse to me as I see it because John is the last of the Old Testament style, if you will, prophet. There hasn't been a prophet on the scene in about 700 years. And John shows up and he is the one sent from God. He is a prophet sent from God. He said he's not that prophet. Who knows what they were thinking, but he he said, I'm not who you're thinking. At least, at least we know that for sure. But what he said had never been said about anybody in the history of all creation. Never been said. There was a lot of knowledge about lambs, sacrificed lambs. A lot of knowledge. Goes all the way back to Abel and Cain. Abel brought a lamb and Cain didn't. And so John says of this man coming to him, he calls him a lamb. And he says, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. What's different about that statement versus anything that was said about all the Old Testament lamb sacrifices before? Because it taketh away, not covered. Yeah. This had never been said about anybody. This can mean only one thing. That he is... Messiah. He is the Christ. Vicki? And I think it's kind of important to note here that regardless of whether John and Jesus knew one another's children and played together and everything, this is the beginning of Jesus' ministry and John is announcing that who he is eternally. This is God's son. This is the the lamb that we've all been waiting for that takes away the sin of the world. He's not just acknowledging Jesus is the person. He's acknowledging him as a deity. Yeah. And then he tells you, This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. He says that really well. I mean, he was preferred before me. Preferred by whom? God. Yeah, by God. For he was before me. What's that mean? He existed. Who was born first, John or Jesus? John. John. John, but Jesus is God. He always this is John's acknowledgement of his deity. You stood in, in a preaching service and experienced the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Lord. You know what that's like, right? Can you imagine what the felt presence of the Lord must have been at this moment. I get chills reading it. I'm telling you, this is just amazing to me. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. 
And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode on him. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Wow. What a moment. And then it starts with the next day afterward. What do you know about the ministry of John the Baptist? Go ahead, Josh. Well, he stayed out in the wilderness and ate grasshoppers and honey. <clears throat> Crispy. What? Crispy. Crispy. With and served so, with it with dip. Yeah. Yeah. A little earthen vessel over the fire, roasted and. I wonder how many recipes he had for grasshopper. <laughs> I don't know, but there are places you can buy it today. And there are countries that they eat a lot of it today. A little spicy. I like how God puts his best men into places that like this low place. And and by the way, the locust is a clean food. I mean, gross it may be, but it is a clean food. Go ahead, Lisa. When I was teaching fifth and sixth grade, I uh, bought chocolate-covered crickets. Chocolate-covered crickets. Crickets, and everybody tried those. You turned them down. They match. Who told John to go baptize with water? He says here, the one who sent me to baptize with water told me upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same as he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. I don't know if, if it was an audible voice or if it was the way God speaks to me sometimes or if it was the one that told him to baptize with water it's, it's God we know that I mean it's you know I don't know of any other prophet you know like God spoke to David through a prophet Nathaniel remember that so we're not sure exactly how all this went down but we know it did because here's his statement here's his testimony of it and he said, and I saw and bear record. Now, what did he see and bear record of? He saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode on him. Does it say it was a dove? No. no it said like a dove. Like a, how could it be, how would it be like a dove? I mean, it's probably the most human, I mean, the most practical thing that he could liken it to because maybe it was something he'd never really seen before. Well... For one thing, we know he saw it. Yeah. Can you see a spirit? I guess so. <laughs> well, I guess he did. Not unless there's some kind of manifestation given that, to do it, because that's one of the things that, that John said we worship. He told the Samaritan woman, you worship, you know not what. We know what we worship. For God is a spirit, 
And that's one of the things about a spirit. Jesus said, see, I have flesh and bones. They thought they'd seen a spirit. Not a spirit, can't see a spirit. So we worship in spirit. We worship not through images and things of that nature, but but he anyway. But he saw it, so there was some kind of manifestation to see. And uh, the spirit, and it was descending from heaven, and it abode upon him. Whatever John saw, it descended like a dove. Didn't say it looked like a dove. It said it descended like a dove. Flew in. So it. Do you think other people saw it? Or that he... uh, I, I think probably they did. Uh, this is not the only time this has happened, by the way. This, we'll read of more to come. Uh, Would that be a manifestation of God? Some kind of manifestation that was visible. I know that. You know, it come from heaven. Uh, you know, that, that, that's all... Right there, that would be the only thing that, that leads me to believe it was, you know. But he saw it, he saw it, and bear record that this is the Son of God. Uh, what what else do you know? Go ahead, Vicki. I mean, in other Gospels, doesn't it tell that, um, that the, a voice from the heavens said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they heard him. Not everyone has seen it, but they all heard it. Right? Yeah. And we know that God has a really deep bar- baritone voice. Yeah. How do we know that? It says it's uh, like the sound of many rushing waters. Uh, yeah. We know that because in that instance, the many that stood by thought that it was thunder. So there you go. Take with that whatever you, whatever you can. What else do you know about John the Baptist? He was beheaded. What? Beheaded. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Sir. He had followers. People that were following. He had followers. Yeah. Okay. Josh? Didn't he doubt once when he was in jail? He sent some people to go check to make sure he was Jesus? Uh, I, I'm not sure he doubted anything. Uh, I don't know. We'll talk about that another time. Uh, he did. He did send messengers to make sure to get a straight answer. The Lord wasn't really big on giving people straight answers. You ever notice that about Jesus? He would. I mean, sometimes he did, but not all. Who did he norm? Who did he normally not give a straight answer to? Yeah, the Pharisees, the Jews in general speaking. You know, we all know that he came into his own and his own received him not. We just read that last week. As a matter of fact, we just read it again today. Verse 11. And so we think, well, that's the Jews. And it is. But don't ever forget, it's not all the Jews. Every, every member of the first church that ever existed, the first real church that's ever been on this planet, every member was a blood Jew by birth, a descendant of Abraham, every one of them. There was not a, there was not a Gentile in the church 
at that time. But we get to be in it now. Amen. And we did have we did have a, a Jewish lady in this one until COVID came and she got scared and ran. Well, I'll, we'll talk about that later. Ask Daryl. <laughs> they came from the Penn Ministry. John's was sent to baptize. Well, what was that for? To make the way. To prepare the way of the Lord. So baptism is part of the preparation of the way of the Lord. Is it? It was in this case. It was in this case. So what's significant about John's baptism and the church, the first church? It was a baptism of Who were the elders in the first church? Peter. The apostles. Jesus was pastor, literally. The apostles. And, and the apostles were the elders. And one of the elders it was a wasn't a real deal. Judas. Who was that? That was Judas Iscariot. And he got caught on a ledge and John may have lost his head but Judas lost more. And there's, there's a big disagreement about Judas and how he died. Well, the Bible says that, that he hanged himself. And the other one says he fell from a cliff and his bowels gushed out. And people say, well, those don't agree. They do if you've ever cleaned rabbits. John hanged himself. And the Bible says very specifically that he went headlong off the cliff. Now what's that, what's that mean? He fell head first. He fell head first. And, but, he had a, but he had a rope tied around his neck. Right. What happens if you fall head first and you got a rope tied around your neck? Body flips. What happens when that happens? Centrifugal force. The, the valves gush out. It's not, a, it's not a contradiction. It's not even a description of two different events. It's one event, and the Bible always tells you exactly how things are without pulling any punches. And that is not a pretty picture, but it's how he died. And, uh, but what, what role does John have that we should even be discussing that right now in this context? Was there a replacement for Judas? Yeah. Who did end up being? Who was chosen? Matthias. Matthias. Okay. Now, that, the, the replacement, was that of man or was it of God? Both. Okay. Because they cast lots. Yeah. So, the casting of the lots. Scripture said that, that there was a new one that had to take over that ministry. Okay, and they cast lots. They picked out two guys. Why, why, why these two particular guys? Why not just any new, any member of the church, any, any of the men? Why these two particular men? 
Anybody they, know? They best fulfill the, you know, that. That what? <laughs> that, that position. They, they were best qualified. All right, you're not doing real well on this quiz right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I should make this an open book test. Yeah. All right. Could could that replacement for Judas be, could it be uh, any of the men in the church that were good, godly men and knew their stuff? No. No. Why? Because God called. You have to be trustworthy. All right, all right. I'm just going to have to read. I'm just. After that happened, I'm sure they would be like extra careful. Yeah, like like those people that uh, Lisa terminated. (laughs) I would have thought just. I would have thought just getting fired would be bad enough. But anyway, all right. Here it is. You pay attention now. This is Acts chapter one. Men and brethren, this is verse 16. This scripture must needs be have been fulfilled, which the Holy Ghost spake by the mouth of David, spake before concerning Judas, which was guide to them that took Jesus. For he was numbered with us and had obtained part of this ministry. Now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity, falling headlong, there it is that. Uh, he burst asunder in the midst and all his bowels gushed out. And it was known unto the dwellers at Jerusalem insomuch that the field is called in their proper tongue Aseldama, that is to say, the field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, let his habitation be desolate and let no man dwell therein and let his bishopric, that means let his place in the ministry, uh, and his bishopric let another take. Whereof these men which have accompanied us accompanied with us all the time that Jesus that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John unto that same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. And they appointed two, Joseph called Barsippus, who was nursed surnamed Justice and Messiah. Matthias. And Matthias was the one that was chosen. To qualify for this position, these men had to have been there the whole time the earthly ministry of Jesus, beginning at his baptism, the baptism of John. These men had to have been baptized by John the Baptist. That was the qualification that had to be met in choosing these two men. So that's the answer. What, is the, what does John have to do with who got chosen to replace Judas? He, he had to be one of the men that John had baptized. Why, why is that important? You know, we're out of time, but how does that figure into how we do things today? Because that makes you a member. It makes you a member. Yes, it does. Let's say that, let's say that, and 
Let's say that somebody's baptized in a false church somewhere. And they come and want to be a member of, Bapti- of, of, Bap- of this Baptist church, Lighthouse. They say, well, I've been baptized. And we say, well, okay, come on in. Is that what we do? No, no. no we don't. Why? Why couldn't, why couldn't they just come in? They've been dipped on water and raised again. Wrong doctrine. They don't have the authority. There was only one authority to baptize the members of the first church in the beginning. Who was that authority? It was John. Where did we get our authority? First church, Jesus. Jesus gave us. He said, all authority is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore. This is, this is just before he rises into heaven. Then he tells the church, go ye therefore. He doesn't tell the individual men. He tells the church. And the reason we know that it's the church, not the individual men, is because he said, I will be with you doing this all the way to the end of the world. So those guys didn't last that long. They were more like Lisa's former employees. They just didn't make it that far. So John was the only authority on earth to prepare the way for the Messiah. So was he just preparing the way for the Messiah, or was it more? More preparing the way for the church. He was the one preparing the way for the church, which is the body of Christ. This all ties together in an amazing, complex picture. And John is the central figure in that picture. 